Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to Nerd Wallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year. Managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. Putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks. And also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. I tried the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year. And me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest. And we'd go up there. And just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours, too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom-fitted for a new pair of Tecovis boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard. Hope things are well with you today. I hope that it's payday for you. And for you bi-weekly wage earners, it should be payday. For you weekly guys, it absolutely should be. It's the first of the month. As the Bone Thugs and Harmony sang, cash your checks and come on. How about that? You didn't think you were going to hear some Bone Thugs and Harmony references today, did you? Good times, good times. I miss my Uncle Charles, too. So uh, all that being said, man, it is, uh, it, it's a big day. Yesterday was reporting day for Mississippi State, which means everybody that's going to be a part of Mississippi State football program scheduled to report yesterday, with one exception, Kareem Walker, still not here. Okay, still finalizing some things. He has done everything need, needed. He's just simply waiting for clearance. And, and that's not atypical, okay? And here's the deal. People say, well, Steve, when's too late? Well, too late is the drop ad date of the fall semester. That's too late. Now, obviously, 
that's too late for our comfort level because we want him to be able to get in here and, and get in the playbook. And, you know, even though he's been able to kind of read some things and go through some telephonic instruction with Terry Richardson, he needs to be in camp. He needs to be with his teammates. He needs to learn our scheme. And it's one of those things till you begin to kind of look at all this stuff. And, and when we first committed him, I wasn't overly concerned. Okay. And, and I'm not making any, any, I'm trying to qualify his character in any way, but the fact that he wasn't here for his first session summer school, that was a concern. And then we found out it's going to be fall camp. And now here we are now, and, he, and he's reporting late. And so that is a concern for me. And, the, you know, the, what that concern centers around is, you know, I don't have great expectations for him this year. I don't believe he is a central figure of the offense by any means. But he, he was signed as a depth guy. He needs to be here to go through the steps necessary to build depth. He needs to be in the huddle. He needs to be in the film room. And so the bottom line is he's not here yet. He's, everything expected to be fine, but that's the one exception. So Mississippi State, everybody else is in, got their gear, got those new locker rooms. You saw that video out there. Listen, that's another thing that we can be really proud of is you have – a university president, Dr. Mark Keenum, an athletic director in John Cohen, a CFO of athletics in Jared Banco, that are going to do the things that are necessary to ensure that your student athletes have what they need to be successful and what your coaches need to be successful on the recruiting trail and the retention of student athletes. Now, listen, they, did, they, they didn't get a... Uh, you know, a pull-out sofa, you know, like they did at LSU, you know, and, and while I think that's all really cool and everything else, I, you know, I, I don't, I really don't know how necessary that is, but to each their own. Uh, Mississippi State has revamped the game day locker room. They have now revamped the everyday locker room. And so that's one of the things that makes me proud is we just don't let things get antiquated very uh, long anymore. That's one of the things I give John Cohen and Scott Strickland and Greg Byrne. You know, it, but, you know, let's be honest now. It, I think it's time we start giving John Cohen some credit for a lot of things. They're doing the things necessary to help. And so we are spending SEC network money. We are spending private donations. That's one of the things I don't know that state gets enough credit for is that a lot of the things that we have done have been through private donations. We haven't had to finance a whole lot. Really haven't, but uh, good times. Everybody's in, and we will have an opportunity to uh, to watch about 20 minutes of football practice today, and so we'll have uh, full coverage of that over on uh, jeanspage.com. Some of that will be free, some of it will not, and this is a good time if you're not a Jeans Page subscriber. You can buy one month and get two for free. That's a really good deal. So go check that out make sure I'm giving you that production right, that, that promotion correctly. It's because I want to make sure that you get it. It's, it's on the front page. So if you go to jeanspage.com, you can see that. It's, we've tweeted it out several times. Buy one, get two free. That is absolutely correct. So you buy one month of coverage, and then you get two months for free. What could be better? That gets you through fall camp, right? Get you through fall camp. Get you deep into the season. You're part of that stuff. You get, you get to read... Uh, you know, my bones and, and Paul Jones biscuits, and uh, we update those four or five times a week. 
Uh, we're going to keep up with all recruiting stuff. It's uh, yeah. Listen, nobody covers Mississippi State like we do. And, and I don't want it to, but you can go on there and ask a question. There are times uh, on social media we're going to ignore you, okay, <laughs> to be fair. Because, you know, while we're in this business of providing information, you know, primarily we want to take care of our subscribership. And so if you want to know the inside information, you need to come to jeanspage.com, the Mississippi State affiliate on the 247 Sports Network. So I want to thank our good friends, Campus Bookmark. Listen, it, it's football season is going to be here. So I know we've got a lot of moms listening to the show. Love, love, love you all, okay? And if, if nobody's told you today, you're beautiful, you're awesome, you're intelligent, you make the world go around. So here's what we're going to do. You need to outfit your family in the latest in maroon and white fashions. Your kids, your husband, everybody wants to, they want to be there on game day. We're, we're going to go to New Orleans this year, and we're going to be indoors, okay? So you can, you can dress cute, right, ladies? You don't have to worry about your makeup melting off in the hot sun. You can dress cute. So everybody in your family wants that new Mississippi State game day shirt. They want to be able to show up. You know, hey, it's a new season. I want to feel good, look good. Because when we look good, we play good. Right, folks? So you can find those at Campus Bookmart. And uh, Stan Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie, the whole crew there, they will get you taken care of. And if you can't make it to town between now and game day, we encourage you to visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays, promo code BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. So uh, I want to get into uh, some football recruiting stuff because there were some things that happened last night. Okay, and, if, and those of you that are listeners, routine listeners of the Boneyard, you are aware that I expressed some concern uh, on Monday that uh, Jacobon Brown of Horn Lake, fo- now former Mississippi State commitment, uh, did not attend the SummerSlam event on Saturday. I shared with you, kind of felt like the writing was on the wall. You know, and, and here's the thing. I have, I have seen this movie several times, okay? And, le- and let me share this with you uh, as best I can. For the newcomer out there, anytime that your commitment skips your event to go to another school's event, you're in trouble. Now, it's not 100%, okay, because I'll I give you a good example. Just last year, uh, Jerry on Ely skipped Ole Miss's spring game to go to Alabama spring game, and then he ultimately signed with Ole Miss. So it's not a hard and fast rule, but by and large, when your guy skips your event and goes somewhere else, especially if it's your in-state rival, uh, it's going to be time to kind of update the uh, the want list. It's as simple as that. That's generally how that works. And it's one of those things, too, and there's so many of our fans, and listen, I get frustrated with it, too, because you know, we have to deal with all the, the, the message board meltdowns and that sort of stuff. There are a lot of Ole Miss people, they live to flip a Mississippi State commitment, whether the kid can play or not. They live for that sort of stuff because it makes them – feel superior forget what happens on the field it makes him feel like well you know we get what we who we want what we want but you know it's interesting uh if you look at how the rivalry has been over the course of the last you know several years it skewed more in mississippi state's favor and so what mississippi state has done is you know taking kids that Ole miss says they want and then beat Ole miss with them and uh, you could write a book uh and you know maybe one of you guys will do it i've i think i've written my last book about about Ole Miss, but uh, but nevertheless, uh, I digress. 
who have we lost? Who has flipped from Mississippi State to Ole Miss that it's been a real difference maker? And by the same token, how many guys have flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State that have been real difference makers? And so we get so caught up in all of that. And there's all this anger and this finger pointing and you guys are cheating and you guys are cheating or, or you guys did this. you know, and, and then most of those players have not done much on the college level. They just, they just happened. Uh, and, you know, I can go all the way back and, and, and listen, it's been a kid, you know, just about every year, it seems like, for the last decade or so, there's been at least one kid that's flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. Uh, we discussed a couple of kids on the show last week, you know, Armani Lenton and Jay Johnson. I remember that was the big coup. That was the thing that Ole Miss people were so excited about. And, uh, you know, you guys, you, know, you and I, we, we've, got a, we've got the same number of uh, career tackles as Jay Johnson does in the Southeastern Conference, and that's zero because he didn't make it. He flips to Ole Miss, goes to East Mississippi. They don't re-sign him. That's the end of it. You know, I remember Cordell Giles several years ago. And, uh, and let me tell you the rest of that story, for those of you that don't know. They flipped Cordell Giles on signing day. He had absolutely no chance to qualify. He goes to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, and Ole Miss never recruited him again. See, the whole point of it was just for show. It was to get your name in the paper. And that's kind of a microcosm of really who Ole Miss is. They want to make the headlines, but they have a tough time getting it done on the sidelines. And so I say all that to say this. I'm not even the least bit worried about this, and and I'll share with you this too. You know, when I think about the last decade or so, the the one guy that I think had he gone to Mississippi State, things would have been better for him and for us is C.J. Johnson. Uh, C.J. Johnson played out of position at Ole Miss due to a team need, and I think that says a lot about him. I know he's not a popular name among some Mississippi State people. C.J. Johnson was a great prospect and a great player. Now, his foot speed probably wasn't what we had hoped it would have been to get him to be a five-star. We worked really hard, got him a four-star. But he was a linebacker playing defensive end, basically in a cheetah package, just so they could generate a pass rush because they just simply couldn't do it. They had him and D.T. Shackelford lined up outside, and they're just rushing a quarterback, you know. Uh, but had C.J. Johnson gone to Mississippi State and put his natural position at linebacker, I think C.J. Johnson's probably in the NFL today. Uh, and I know C.J.'s had some, some health concerns uh, as of late and, and certainly hope that, uh, that he gets that turned around. And, uh, you know, but, but when I look back, you know, there's just not a lot of guys I look back and say, you know what, man, we lost that kid to them. You know, you could make an argument. Sean Rawlings, a very solid player for Ole Miss, but not necessarily a difference maker. You know, and also graduated with a one and three record in the Egg Bowl. Right? I think that's correct. Graduated last year as a senior. So, or maybe two and two. But either way, uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, it's just there's so many good players out there. You know, again, and again, I'm not throwing shade at Jacovon Brown and any I think he I think he's a very good prospect and he's a guy that's playing tight end that is going to have to learn to play linebacker and and sometimes that is a little bit of an iffy proposition you know sometimes you sometimes there are guys who play offense because they don't have a defensive mentality but this is a kid playing tight end so he's somewhat used to contact you know so it's not he's not going to have an aversion to that sort of thing but uh, but he is just as talented today as he was two weeks ago when he was committed to Mississippi State and so 
some of our fans, I know they get on social media and they, and as the kids say, they get in their feelings a little bit and, uh, we want to say, well, we didn't want him anyway. No, that, that that's not true. You know, he, you know, listen, he's a good prospect, and so, you know, wish him the best. Uh, you know, listen, hope he gets a great education, has a good career, goes to the NFL, and and uh, n- never goes to a ball game or wins an egg ball. You know, <laughs> but uh, wish no harm to the kid personally, and and, and that's really the attitude to have. Um, you know, ho- hope he has a healthy college experience, and uh, hope he gets to watch a lot of ball games on TV. But all that being said. There are a lot of linebackers out there that are available that are good players. Now, State, I believe, was going to take Tyra Sweet anyway, and that still remains something that uh, we think is a very good possibility. Okay, A lot of discussion about that. Joe Moorhead rang the bell last night. We did not get a public declaration thereafter. Still haven't had one yet. Uh, I don't know what time you're listening to the show today, but maybe we've had one. Maybe we haven't. Uh, but that's somewhat concerning, too, to be honest with you. When, when we have the, the, the ringing of the bell and we don't have a public declaration shortly thereafter, uh, that is a little bit of a concern for me because it makes me think that maybe something's not right. Listen, secular service has uh, has come a long way, you know, in the last uh, decade or so. And so I can understand somebody not having service for uh, a limited amount of a time. But for a moment like that, surely we can drive to the to the highway and run up to Walmart or whatever, log on Wi-Fi and, and tweet out our announcement. So that's somewhat concerning too. But all that said, one of the things that uh, that is a little different, I guess, you know, and there are some coaches that uh, they don't really care how the news gets out there. But, uh, you know, I've kind of always had a sense that uh, this staff especially, uh, they like the kids to kind of break their own news. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, after all these years of doing this, I kind of like it that way too. I, I don't like it. And sometimes the process itself, you know, back when we had Scout and Rivals and 247 and the Clarion Ledger had a recruiting person, and ESPN had recruiting people. It was always so competitive, and, and you just simply you couldn't run the risk of getting beat. And it's a shame that that's the way that it was, because there were so many times that you know we would break. I would get on the phone, I would call a kid and say, and as soon as I would wait till I got him on the phone, and then I would tweet it. And then what was funny about that too is I would be on the phone with the kid, and I would say, Hey, have you given any other interviews? No, I have not. And then I would tweet out. So-and-so tells me that uh, Terrence Davis says he has just committed to Mississippi State. And then while I'm on the phone with the player, I see other people tweeting out, so-and-so tells us he's committed to Mississippi State. Well, that's not true. It wasn't true. They're just basically taking our information and then hoping you would never know. And, and trust me, that, that happened more times than I can ever count. But I always felt a little bit bad. Sometimes you couldn't get the kid on the phone or you couldn't get his coach on the phone or you couldn't get a parent on the phone. And you sit there and you're looking at Twitter and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, somebody's going to beat me on this. And then you have to push it out there. You know, that's just a decision you make. And and then sometimes I would think, you know what, it's just the wrong thing to do because you don't want to steal a kid's moment. Now, of course, as a consumer, you don't—you guys don't care. I mean, it's like we just want the news, right? And if you know it and it's good and it's attributed to sources, and so be it. But I kind of like it a little bit better now when things maybe aren't so competitive. You know, we put the rivals Mississippi State site out of business multiple times. Okay, there, there, there is not a market there. Okay, and now the two biggest Mississippi State sites have merged into one, and so it's nice that we can we can kind of honor those wishes to say, you know what, even though when we know there are a lot of times that Paul and I have, uh, we have advanced stories together. We've already got quotes from a kid, but we like to let the kid have their moment. 
and there are some of those guys that they want to do an announcement with family or they want to have a, you know a ceremony at their school and so we want to be able to uh, to be a part of that as much as we can and we never want to deny a kid the ability to announce his decision the way that he wants to announce it and if that means that they want to give us the scoop and let us do it then so be it but I think the way we're doing it now is a lot more ethical and uh, I'm grateful that we're able to do this because I think in the end I mean if, the fact that I, I might have had it five minutes before rivals or or 247 or anybody else did I mean at the end of the day does it really matter that much yeah it's good news for all of us right no matter who reports the news and of course we want to be reporting the news first but uh, you know, in this situation, we've got, you know we've been you know we've got sources that share with us that uh, who the new commitment is. But we're going to wait. We're going to allow them because here's another thing too: is what if we put out there that it is the, this certain player, and then what if you know maybe his family says, "Hey, we're not quite ready yet, or we want to take another visit, or we want to do this," and and what if they get some cold feet? Well, then we got to take all that stuff back. And so I just think it's best until the kid kind of gives his blessing. We're not going to report that, especially when it comes to things of this magnitude. It's not going to do it. Now, what's next for Mississippi State? You know, I'll share with you the uh, any time that there is in-state recruiting and uh, there is uh, a state enormous battle, it's going to be a, a drama situation, good, bad, or indifferent. One of the things about our industry that uh, I believe makes people successful is the ability to project. And not just for players, but to project situations and uh, events unfolding. Now, at this point, here on August 2nd, we have absolutely no idea who is going to be the head football coach at Ole Miss December 2nd. We don't know. And you know what? They don't know. There are a lot of people out there, Ole Miss fans, that are already ready to, to, to make a change. You know, they're not supportive of Matt Luke. And, and I've said on this show many times, I think Ole Miss fans owe Matt Luke a debt of gratitude because Matt Luke will never leave them. He'll stay as long as they let him stay because he loves Ole Miss. And I tip my cat to people, tip my cap to people like that. My cats probably don't need a tip. But uh, all that being said, you know, this is a make or break year for Matt Luke. And I think they're staring four and eight right in the face. And I think deep down they know it, which is why they're so defensive. And it's like, well, you know, we've got these new coordinators in. And the fact that you had to sign them both to three-year deals doesn't show that you're committed to winning. It shows that you were desperate to get a coach and did what you had to do, much like it was when you hired Wesley McGriff, who had absolutely no business being a defensive coordinator in the Southeastern Conference. But you signed him to a two-year deal and had to pay him over a million dollars. And good for him. And good for his agent for exploiting the situation for his good. And now he's right back doing what he was doing before, what he should be doing. But we don't know who's going to be the coach at Ole Miss in December. We don't know if uh, if Jacob Peeler, who I think is the best recruiter at Ole Miss, we don't know if he's still going to be there. Wide receiver coach out of uh, Kosciuszko. Guy was a great recruiter at Cal. He's good. Wish, wish Mississippi State could have got him. And all due respect to Michael Johnson, but I mean, I, when when Jacob Peeler was getting coach, getting players from Mississippi to visit California, I thought, man, this guy's got something. So you you know, good for him. But you just don't know who's still going to be there in December. Do you really believe right now? And and you could ask the the Ole Miss fans at the water cooler today, or at the at the diner, wherever wherever you're at today. 
does Matt Luke survive a losing season? Does Matt Luke survive a 6-6 six and six season? I think the answer to those questions are no. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any way. So there are some things in place now that won't be then. And recruiting is about relationships. Now, Emmanuel Forbes is a guy was considered a, quote, Ole Miss kid initially. Mississippi State offered him first. He commits to Mississippi State. And then Ole Miss offers him later. They tried to get back in, tried to get him on campus last weekend. They've been trying to flip him for months. And he likes to come to Mississippi State rather than go to Ole Miss. And so you feel like if you can just get into the season, maybe you can hang on there. And, you know, we'll see. But one of the things that I want to share with you folks, and this is one of the things we've talked about in years past, folks, this is all Ole Miss has. This is all they have to get excited about. Do you think any of them are excited about the season? I mean, genuinely. We've been there before. We're just hoping, man, is there, you look at that schedule and you think, is there any way we can get six and get in the Independence Bowl? Is there any way we can get six and get a trip to Birmingham out of the deal? We've been there. It's been a while, but we've been there. And so you're, you're coming out there and you're thinking, okay, you're Mr. Ole Miss fan, and, and uh, you got to replace A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Demarcus Lodge. Uh, you got to replace your top tight end. you got to rebuild your offensive line. Then you find out your right tackle is probably unavailable for the opening game against Memphis. You're breaking in a brand-new quarterback. So basically you've got Scotty Phillips back at running back, and you've got your right guard, and uh, that's it. And so when you begin to run the numbers on that and you say, okay, well, how, how are they going to score? Well, we got Rich Rodriguez, and that's true. Rich Rod was a great coach at West Virginia, not so much at Michigan, uh, not so much at, at Arizona. So the game has changed. He's got a quarterback that doesn't necessarily fit, you know, what he likes to do offensively. And so we've been there too recently, right? You know, they've got a guy that they went out and, Got a Phil Longo vertical passing quarterback in Matt Corral, who, and he has an incredible arm. Uh, and and I, I say this with uh, – it'll sound kind of shady, and, and but uh, what do I care? You know, that, that deep ball that he threw that Murray Smitherman picked off in the egg ball was about as good a deep ball as you're going to see. The end result was good, too, for Mississippi State, but, but it was a beautiful pass. And that's really his skill set. Now, he is an athlete, so he can run a little bit, but – you're basically taking a Phil Longo quarterback and having him run a Dan on offense. That's really what we're doing now. And so there are going to be a lot of growing pains offensively. And I think they know it. And the defensively, they were deplorable. I, I don't care who you hire. You could go hire Buddy Ryan. You could dig him up and have him install the 46 zone and go out there and play this year. And with the talent you had last year, you're going to get – it's going to be a train wreck. And so, again – there's nobody I think that feels good. There's not an Ole Miss fan being honest with themselves and thinks, you know what, hey, it's going to be a good year. And so this is what they have. In order to to feel good, to exert some sense of authority, they come out here and try to flip Mississippi State kid. And so, and listen, in the way that I've, I've said it many times, anybody that makes that decision there sometimes they dislike the other guys more anybody that wants to go play at Ole Miss needs to go play at Ole Miss because we don't need anybody at Mississippi State that preferred Ole Miss it's just two different cultures it's how it is 
So if that's what they want to do, if if they can look at that and say, you know what, this is a good situation for me, then go right on up there. And uh, you can go up there and be just like A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and have a good career, not go to a bowl game, and uh, maybe go on to the NFL. Maybe. Maybe. So, again, uh, everybody has their own list of priorities. But you know, I just don't think this is, uh, you know, Jacob Brown, good player, and uh, I think he will develop into being an SEC starter and uh, great athleticism, but this is not he's not going to make or break our class. It's not going to do it. There's enough good players out there. We will find another linebacker. Uh, wish him the best. Again, wish personally wish him the best. I want to remind you guys, too, Bulldog Burger Company is uh, an absolute treasure here in Starville. I went again yesterday. We had a had the big meeting, had the uh, the big reporting day, Jeans Page two four seven meeting. Uh, went Paul Jones, Robbie Fogg, Mike Nemeth, Dave Murray, and I went. I had the Lauren. I had never had the Lauren. They have added that to the menu, and uh, I've been a little hesitant to try it because sometimes I've been and and uh, wanted to get the salad. You know, it's uh, after all that baseball travel. You know, I had to eat pretty good in the summer. Uh, Got to keep that girlish figure. But uh, but all that being said. Had the Lauren, absolutely love it, man. I, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in my personal top three. The Lauren is absolutely wonderful. That it's basically a uh, a bacon cheeseburger on steroids. That's that's basically what it is. That thick bacon, sharp cheddar cheese. It's outstanding. So when you're in there, neck, trust me, okay. And I know I'm I know that I am a little bit eccentric at times, okay. I get that. And so maybe. Having pico de gallo on your burger isn't the right thing. Maybe having, you know, pimento and cheese is not your thing on your burger. Trust me on this. If you have been just a straight bulldog burger guy, you're going to love this one. You're going to love it. It's not exotic. It's just a great restaurant-quality hamburger. And, again, it's in the top three now. Perfect. Absolutely love the Lauren. Might even go back this weekend and get it again. That's how much I liked it. Uh, we had the spring rolls as often, and, and and here, again, we had the spring rolls as an appetizer. Robbie Falk had a couple, and then Mike Nemeth ordered another order of spring rolls for his entree and had fries on the side. As I joke with him, that's a lot of carbs for a man with advanced age, but he's like, hey, what do I care now? You know, <laughs> so, so go enjoy yourself. Take your friends. Go go enjoy the, the great burgers and the great options there for you. Bulldog Burger Company, you'll be glad you did. Bulldog Burger Company, the place in Starkville people go to meet, M E A. So looking ahead here, uh, Cole Smith, we broke the news yesterday. Cole Smith, and no big surprise, uh, Cole Smith's former All-American center from Pontotoc, Mississippi, has officially transferred to uh, Mississippi State from LSU. So let me give you a little background here for those of you that have kind of maybe forgotten about Cole. Uh, I'm a Cole Smith fan, and uh, there are a few reasons why. Number one, Cole Smith is a Mississippi State legacy. His father, Brent, was an absolute star here at Mississippi State, was a third-round pick by the New York Jets in the 97 draft. Brent was part of some good teams at Mississippi State, uh, was the guy that made the most of his opportunities here and uh, and played in the league, I think, nine years. I mean, you know, he played for a long time. And so came back to Mississippi, uh, was a regular at Mississippi State games, brought his kids to Mississippi State games. Cole Smith has grown up attending games at Davis Wade Stadium. And so Cole Smith commits to LSU and Pete Jenkins. That was, again, in the transition time, okay? And, uh, we, you know, we can make the argument. People say, well, you know, we should have offered him first. And here's the argument that I'll make about that. Okay, 
I, I don't ever want a legacy kid to get an offer just because they're a legacy kid. But that said, we should have been the first school to offer Cole Smith. Now, we can all say, well, you know, and I, and I said it myself, you know, he, he was awful quick to jump on LSU's offer. But you bring him up here and he comes to practice, and I think he's expecting an offer, and then we say, hey, we're going to come out and check you out in the spring. You know, listen, we should have done our homework before then. And so while we can we can say, well, you know, if, if Mississippi State was really in Cole's heart, he should have waited on us. And, you know, and, and the truth of the matter is, if we had done our homework, we'd probably offer him first anyway. And then we're not even having this discussion today. You know, he's probably going through his redshirt freshman year here at Mississippi State and eligible to play. He's going to sit this year, okay? And so the way this thing works, and I want to make sure that, that I explain it in a way that everybody understands it, the NCAA allows you five years to play four seasons, so you have a uh, what they call a clock. Once once your clock starts, you have five years to play four seasons. So his clock started last year, and he only played in two games. So he would have preserved his four years of eligibility if he had stayed at LSU. But because he is transferring here, and that he is not a grad transfer, and there are not extenuating circumstances, and that that's become a you know, a farce in and of itself, and I'll get into more of that a little bit later in the show. He will sit this year, and for all intents and purposes, be a walk-on. Almost kind of like a gray shirt deal. He'll pay his own way this fall, but he reported for camp yesterday. He will practice with the team. He'll be good to go. And then he will go on scholarship in January and then compete for the starting center job uh, that Darrell Williams will have vacated. So I expect Cole will probably run scout team this year because, you know, he's not going to be available for uh, for for play this year. But then he has an opportunity next year to go win the job and be the starter for three years. He will have three years to play three, if that makes sense. So he had the first year at LSU. Second year is this year, which is the transfer the, the to fulfill the NCAA residency requirement. He will sit out this year and then have three more years to play. Now, he could have gone and played junior college this year, right? And he would still be in the same situation. He would play this year, but he would still only have three to play three. Now, some could argue, well, he needs the reps. I will be honest with you, I don't think that's the case. I think for a guy like Cole, I want him here in my program with my strength and conditioning people, with my coaches, looking at my film, learning from Marcus Johnson, running the Joe Moorhead offense in our practice sessions. I think that's more beneficial to him than going to junior college for a year, even though he would be on the field. And all due respect to our junior college coaches around the country, I'm, I'm not, not saying that. I just feel like the quality of the coaching in the Southeastern Conference is going to be better, especially considering that you're grooming him to possibly be your starting center next year. He needs to be in your system. It'd be one thing if he's coming in as a depth guy or whatever, or you just need another body on the offensive line. You know, we don't have, you know, an heir apparent at center. We don't have a guy we said, okay, this guy's definitely going to be our center. And so you bring him in, you begin to kind of groom him. And listen, he's got to get stronger. Okay, and he was a power lifter in high school and, and, and very strong player. But there's a difference between weight room strong and SEC strong. And we got to get him SEC strong. And I think the way you do that is have him work in an SEC weight room. And so people ask, well, Steve, uh, why did he leave LSU? LSU worked hard to get him to stay. And uh, what, as soon as I heard this, I actually I first heard that Cole Smith was contemplating a transfer during the Arkansas baseball weekend. 
That's how long ago this has been in the works. He wasn't happy down there, and it had nothing to do with the coaches or his teammates. They loved the coaches, loved Coach Orgeron, uh, loved the players down there, just really just didn't feel comfortable in Baton Rouge, didn't feel that comfortable that far away from home. And uh, and then when he began to really kind of get honest, I was told that uh, he had you know, had some discussions with his dad and said, you know, listen, I just don't know if this is the right place for me. And thankfully, you know, his dad said, hey, listen, well, talk to me. Listen, four years is a long time. Four years is a long time to be somewhere you're not happy. And uh, that's one of the things I've learned about life is life is too short and death is too certain to live unhappily. And so if there are things in your life that you can change that you believe are going to make you happy, you need to do it. And this was one of them for Cole Smith. And so uh, that's when things begin to kind of get going. And then I'm told that, you know, once he said, okay, when he finally was able to exhale, like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going to put my name in the transfer portal. We're done. I'm I'm leaving. Once that decision was made, I was told there really wasn't much of a decision to be made if Mississippi State wanted him. Then I think Cole realized, you know what, Starkville is home. Mississippi State is home. And that's where I need to be. And so once that opportunity was available, and listen, I know some other people have said, well, you know, Ole Miss hadn't pursued him. That That's just not true. I mean, it's they didn't offer him a scholarship, but Mississippi State put him on scholarship this year. But there were other people that were involved in the process that wanted Cole Smith to come and play. And I love that. There's all these people that always want to save face in the media. And, and let me tell you guys this. I'm going to just shoot it to you straight. There are times when Mississippi State simply gets beat on a player, which was the case last night with Jacobon Brown. Okay? It's just that simple. We got beat on a player. You can, For whatever reason, that's what happened. We didn't pull his offer because he didn't come to the SummerSlam cookout. We didn't call his coach and say, hey, look, we're going to replace him with somebody else. That didn't happen. Mississippi State got beat on a player. And you know what? That happens to Ole Miss, too. That happens to LSU. That happens to Alabama. Nobody gets everybody they want, no matter what everybody tells you. And it's one of the things that I have learned with certain people in the Mississippi media is that whenever things start going south, they'll go ahead and start disparaging the kid, right? Well, he's got character concerns. He's not going to qualify. Uh, I remember one time that somebody, somebody tried to sell the bill of goods that uh, they evaluated and felt that Corvick Neat was a better player than Chad Bumpus. Let that sink in for a second. Chad Bumpus came here and set records at Mississippi State. Corvick Neat was a special teams player at Ole Miss. But because of the fact that Chad Bumpus began leaning to Mississippi State, all of a sudden the Ole Miss media began their campaign to uh, to disparage him uh, and, to, and to make comments about his ability. Well, he, he wasn't fast enough. He wasn't fast enough to play at Ole Miss. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you if you've noticed recently the last two trips that we've taken to Oxford, it looked like we were a lot faster than him in every position. But Chad Bumpus wasn't fast enough to play at Ole Miss. It's so so again, those things begin to happen. And uh, that's a little aside there, but uh, you know, there's I always just a friend of mine I joke with all the time. Whenever certain members of Ole Miss media say, "Hey, this kid's leaning to Mississippi State," and I say, "Well, if they're if they're coming out and saying that kid's leaning to Mississippi State, he might have already moved into his dorm." You know, it's just as simple as that. And so, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for Mississippi State when Mississippi State gets beat on a kid, and maybe State didn't work hard enough on a kid, or maybe State didn't prioritize a kid. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Well, you know." 
we didn't want him anyway. He's not going to qualify, or he's too small. And listen, there are some guys out there. I mean, listen, there, there are some guys on the Ole Miss commitment list now that are a better fit for Ole Miss than they are for Mississippi State, and vice versa. There are some guys that just fit our system better. One of the things that I'll share with you, too, like defensive linemen, Deke Adams doesn't want squatty, square body, interior tackles. That's not what he wants. He wants bigger, longer, rangier guys that can win a leverage battle. That's what he wants. And there's a couple guys within this state that we didn't pursue uh, very much at all. And there's a couple guys that I, I won't put their names out there, but uh, there's a couple guys that Mississippi State hasn't recruited in months. And they're going to commit to some other schools, and everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, they beat Mississippi State on them. And, and theoretically, I guess that's true, but the bottom line is if Mississippi State has withdrawn their interest and is no longer recruiting the player, you, you didn't really recruit them. You didn't really beat Mississippi State. And so those are things that happen. And that's not to say those guys aren't good. It's not to say they're not talented. I remember Isaac Gross was, an under, was a very undersized defensive lineman for out of South Panola and had a great career at Ole Miss before he had some injuries that shortened his career. But he, he, was, he was a load, man. And so all that being said, Cole Smith is a Mississippi State Bulldog. And Cole Smith is back where he belongs. And so when you read these comments from, these, from, from the uninformed, that'll tell you, well, you know, LSU wanted to run him off, or, well, Ole Miss didn't really want him. None of that stuff's true. And here's the thing, too. None of that's important either because what's important is that Cole Smith has come home, and Cole Smith is here at Mississippi State, and Cole Smith is going to begin practice today wearing the maroon and white, which is what we all believe he should have been done all along. But none of that matters anymore. What matters is that he is here. It doesn't matter who wanted him. We wanted him, and he wanted us, and here he is. So I, I told you I would mention some things, too, about transfer stuff. You know, and I, and I, I kind of shared some things earlier in the week about Alan Love. Alan Love, the, the defensive tackle that has transferred to Mississippi State from Louisville. Now, initially, the, uh, the information that I had, and I got that from the Louisville side, got some friends in the business. Okay, that's one thing. You know, if you've been around long as I have, you, you kind of figure out who covers who and who you can trust. And so I had somebody actually reach out to me. We already had heard that Alan Love and Mississippi State had had some discussions, but I had a member of the media from Louisville reach out to me and say, hey, listen, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Alan Love has sent his transcript to Mississippi State in anticipation of a transfer down there. And then he shared with me that Louisville would not oppose the waiver. And that's a big part of things. So they were going to Mississippi State was going to request a waiver because – the reason Alan Love was transferring from Louisville had nothing to do with coaching, had nothing to do with the campus, had nothing to do with you know, with anything other than the fact that his mother was sick and just felt like he needed to be a little bit closer to home. And so he began to look at some schools closer to home. And so th- I was told that Louisville would not oppose the waiver, allowing him to be eligible to play this year due to a medical hardship within the family. And the discussion back then was it's a very straightforward waiver. It should be something that shouldn't be a difficult issue to get past. Well, in the middle of all this, this is when we began to have all this crazy stuff, you know, with, uh, you know, Justin Fields transfers from Georgia to Ohio State. And, and listen, I don't, I don't think anybody opposes any of that. Uh, but there were some other ones out there, you know, that, uh, that were granted that didn't make a lot of sense. And so – the NCAA was criticized, and rightfully so, for allowing some of these waivers to be granted. And then 
we began to see a bit of an overcorrection. They made a, they had the meeting, they made some changes to the guidelines. And so as a result now, all of this with Alan Love, I won't say that it looks doubtful, but I will say it, it does not look hopeful. How about that? You know, before I think everybody felt like, hey, this is going to be okay. And I think now everybody's like, man, this, this could go either way. And I would say right now it is best for us to plan on him not playing and then if he does end up being able to play this year, then it's a bonus. Simple as that. We're going to be very, very young on the defensive interior. Simple as that. And even if he plays, we're going to be young because he was a freshman last year. So but uh, so the waiver was filed long ago. I did some checking yesterday, spoke to a couple different people. There has not been a response yet. There hadn't been a decision made. And so it may be handed down here in the coming days, and they say, hey, you know what? He's not going to play this year. He's going to have to sit out. And then we move on with life. Or it may come back and say, you know what? Due to the circumstances involving his family member's illness, we're going to be okay with this. And those are the kind of waivers that should be, uh, you know, allowable. I mean, honestly, those those are the ones, and, and if we get down to it, those may be the only ones that should be allowable if there is an issue involving the family or if there was a situation that happened on campus, like in the Justin Fields situation, where it's, it becomes a hostile environment. You know, people forget the, the whole Andre Espinosa Hunter thing. You know, she was essentially cut at UConn and uh, had no choice but to transfer. And so that kind of led uh, to her being, able, being eligible to play last year, which was huge for Mississippi State, and I think it'll be even bigger for State this year. I'll never forget that SEC tournament game that she had. I mean, my goodness, where will we have been last year without her? Excited about women's hoops again this year. But uh, but that's got nothing to do with the point now. So, But the point being is that I believe, again, we're going to see an overcorrection about these transfers. We're going to see an overcorrection. So be prepared for that. Don't get your feelings hurt. It's not going to wreck our season. It would certainly help us to have him. But uh, I, don't, I don't think we're going to lose an additional game because of him not being there. But uh, he is here. He was here in June. Went through um, summer workouts with the team. Went through two sessions of summer school. And so, you know, he's here, and he's a full-fledged member of the Mississippi State football team, but, but we don't know yet if he's going to be eligible to play. And I will keep you updated. And you can you, – we record three days a week, but you're going to be able to find information at jeanspage.com regularly. You're going to find – we're going to update things. As we learn them, it's going to be there first. Uh, so and then I'll come and have the show with you guys and kind of try to put things in perspective and kind of share where we are. So we're going to see Joe Moorhead a little bit later today. We will uh, we'll have our uh, our, our uh, observation period. We're going to have some try to get some videos, some drills for you guys. We'll take some pictures and we'll have uh, we'll have a lot of things going on today to kind of kick off the the season. Okay, we'll have that for you. And uh, kind of filter that through the weekend. We've got some other features that we're going to run, some football-related stuff that we've been holding. Uh, excited to get going. And, uh, again, when you have that elongated baseball season, man, that the dog days of summer go by pretty quickly. And here we are in football practice, and it seems like it's, it's, it seems like it's, just, it's just rolled by so quickly. Uh, but, again, we're gonna have, we'll have Joe Moorhead's comments. We'll have it in video format. We'll have it in transcription format. We'll, have, uh, we'll get, tell you what we observed today. We'll have, we'll have a ton of content this weekend to kind of remind you that it is football season. And uh, I think that's a big part of things. I think you know, for, for, there are a lot of people I spoke to, and you ask them, say, hey, you fired up for football. Well, not yet. You know, not, not yet. But I think once we start getting these pictures out there and, and people see, hey, we're in practice, it's time to go. Uh, we're going to get going. And so 
eager to be out there today, and uh, we'll have full coverage. Nobody's going to have more than we're going to have today. I, I, I promise you that. Nobody is going to have more than what we're going to offer offer for you today. Uh, so come by jeanspage.com and see that. And, again, some of that will be free. So even if you're not a subscriber, come check it out. Come check out the comments and uh, come check out all the content, Paul Jones and Robbie Falk. And, and I think even Mike Nemus is going to come out there today, the salty veteran. You know, a guy that's probably attended more Mississippi State football practices uh, than anybody outside of our equipment staff. How about that? So we'll have some observations, and then uh, we get into next week. The schedule is pretty pretty regimented. I mean, Saturdays are going to be big for us. They're going to have some scrimmages. And so we are able to attend everything but the scrimmages. Scrimmages are closed to media and the public. All practices are closed to the public. All. Uh, there was some discussion last year we might make a ball practice open. I don't think we did. But, uh, you know, under Dan Mullen, sometimes we would do that, and kids would come and get pictures. And so maybe as we get a little deeper in this thing, maybe if we, you know, maybe Jill will have one day when you guys can do that for ball practice. I know that's, I know that's important for people. It's, it's a cool experience, and it's not anything that I ever take for granted. And so I hope that you guys are able to come and do that. But, again, no, no public practices, zero. We will have our on-campus media day on next Saturday. That'll be August the 10th. And so we'll have basically, you know, 20, 30 players will be able to interview and uh, kind of get their thoughts about, you know, the first week of fall camp. Because right now there's I mean, there's not much to talk about other than, hey, what are your thoughts? And uh, we're going to have Tommy Stevens and Keaton Thompson made available to us right out of the gate. And we'll have an opportunity to interview them and kind of get their thoughts on uh, the quarterback battle that is to come. Uh, and that's that's what everybody's talking about right now. And so I think it's I I respect Joe for going ahead. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and make these guys available as uh, as code number one QB ones right out of the gate. And you can interview them and uh, see what they've got to say. And of course, there's not going to be a whole lot to say right now. But uh, the last thing that we'll, we've heard recently is that everybody is available from a health standpoint. There's not anybody at this point that we expect to be limited in practice. So it will be interesting to see if anybody out there. You know, in a non-contact jersey today. And, of course, we'll have that. Paul Jones will have our update on the depth chart. We will update the depth chart daily. So if there's any changes in that, you'll be able to see that every single practice. We'll have the, there'll be some ebb and flow. You may have, you know, you may have Michael Story one day at right guard and, and uh, Darian Parker the next. But all that will be updated. So we're, nobody's going to cover it like us. So we encourage you to come by and be part of that. So we get back on Monday. We'll recap what we saw. And uh, kind of give you some impressions of, uh, of what to expect. And then, of course, we're going to have Monday. We're going to have uh, more football coverage. And so it's going to get very regimented very, very quickly. I'm going to go ahead and encourage you. I, I do this every year. But all of you husbands, okay, listen to me. If you don't hear anything else that I've said today, listen to this. So right now, it, it, I'm going to go ahead and encourage the wives. If you're in the car, go ahead and turn the radio up. Go ahead and turn it up. Gentlemen, hear me and hear me now. Go ahead and take care of your honeydew list this month. Whatever she needs you to do. You know, you've been needing to clean those gutters out. You've been putting that off. You need to get that done. You got some trimming to do around the yard. Whatever, whatever she's needed you to do this summer that you have put off because we had to go to Omaha or whatever, or we had to go fishing. You need to get all that done. Because we're going to need everybody in the Mississippi State fan base game ready when it's time to go to New Orleans. 
Get all that stuff done because I want you to enjoy college football season. You understand? Because here's what's going to happen. When college football season starts, you're going to want to plant your butt in that recliner and you're going to watch football all day. Whether you're in Starkville or not, you're going to be tuned in. And I want you to be able to enjoy that. I don't want you to have that little voice in the back of your head thinking, oh, man, I should have done this. And you don't want your wife sitting across the room being resentful thinking, well, all he ever does is sits around and watches football. Coach Bowser, I know you're listening. And Coach Bowser, my high school football coach, Coach Tom Bowser, many of you know him, uh, Mississippi State. He's around games all the time. Coach uh, had a heart attack and a stroke on the same day and was so dead gum tough he beat it. And uh, in a wheelchair now, and I love Coach Bowser and Miss Maldine to death, but Coach will agree with me. And Coach, you tell him when you see him, get the honeydew list handled in the month of August so we don't have all that stuff lingering into September. We want to have a great year. It's going to be a fun year, guys. You need to be a part of this. Finally, uh, Stark Villains is done, and uh, we, we keep having these updates. And last weekend, the final manuscript was accepted, and this week it's been about collecting pictures and that sort of stuff. Uh, the, the, we got the final buzzers and whistles being done. This thing's going to be pushed off the print. We'll have a release date. Probably have a release date in the next week or so. Uh, but again, looking like September. And uh, really, 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 really excited. And I uh, read through the book again last week, and... Uh, you go back and read these stuff. There's, I've written so much, sometimes I forget some of the things that I wrote, and I think, you know what, that's a great story. That, that was a, I really enjoyed that quote, enjoyed talking to this person. And these are not my stories, they're our stories. And I'm so grateful to so many Mississippi State coaches and student-athletes who are willing to share their time and their stories with us so we can document that for future generations of Bulldog fans. I, I absolutely cannot wait for you guys to read this book. And if you hadn't done so, go to StarkVillains.com and, and order your shirts rep the gear you're going to be absolutely thrilled to identify with the stark villains because we are the heroes in this state and especially when it comes to this in-state rivalry folks it does it for today until next time let's all live our lives and a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.